center of the professional football universe is located where? Is it New York City? No. Would it be Washington, D.C.? No. Green Bay, Wisconsin, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh. Pains me to say no for that last one as well. I think you and I know the center of the professional football universe is right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. In fact, it was almost the center of the college football universe as well, with the uh, Bearcats going to the college football playoffs. So my name is Sean Barkley. If you notice, my voice doesn't sound its normal gravelly self. It sounds even worse. That's because I got a little bit of a cold right now. But I wanted to jump on and share with you some thoughts about why I'm rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals. And this will make sense here in a minute. And also some insights that I've gleaned from watching their coach and their quarterback. And so the well, this podcast, we talk about living wisely and faithfully as followers of Jesus Christ. And we're going to get into that. But I'm going to put a football spin on it. And I know you wouldn't believe, by the way, the mail I get from people who do not like me talking about sports. And you know what it makes me do? Talk about sports even more. So I talk about sports a lot in my sermons, I know, but um, it's something I like. And uh, I want to talk about football and faith today. And I know you're going, all right, I'm clicking off. Stick with me for just a few minutes. I want to chat with you about, again, some insights regarding life that we can learn from, from watching this whole thing unfold. Because the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Now, for me to say I'm rooting for the Bengals, you might be thinking, well, what's the big deal? I mean, you live in Cincinnati, you're a sports fan, you serve a church in Cincinnati. The truth is, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I come by it honestly. I mean, my parents are from the western Pennsylvania. Of course, my grandparents obviously are from that area. I grew up watching Terry Bradshaw and Franco Harris and Lynn Swan and the Steel Curtain, and so that's, that's a part of my childhood, going to ball games at Three Rivers Stadium. And since we've been here, this is our sixth football season, I have been a little, shall we say, critical of the Bengals. Never said I didn't like them, but let's, let's be honest here. At one point, they would have been considered one of the worst professional sports franchises in North America. And so I've had just kind of fun with the Bengals fans. Now, I'm warming up to them. Now, am I jumping on the bandwagon because they have a good team? Absolutely not. In fact, there's a former player for the Bengals named Adam Pacman Jones. And Jones, it was either today or yesterday, came out and excoriated Steeler fans and Cleveland Brown fans for now jumping on the Bengals bandwagon and basically said, we don't want you pulling for our team. And now Adam, grow up. <laughs> please. I mean, it's football. It's fun. It's, it's not life or death. In fact, it's attitudes like that that made me not root for the Bengals when he was playing. We're just having a good time. Am I going to forsake the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Cincinnati Bengals now that the Bengals are good? No. I will always be a Steeler fan. But you know what? In life, you can root for more than one team. And in life, you can also root for your friends to be happy who happen to be rooting for that other team. And so I'm going to root for the Bengals for a couple of reasons. One, like I just said, this I have so many friends who love the Bengals. My wife loves the Bengals. My son loves the Bengals. It, it feels good to see them happy. Uh, the church that I serve, 
dozen, hundreds of Bengals fans in that church. So I'm rooting for the Bengals because I want to see these folks just have a blast and have a ball because it's been 33 years since they went to the Super Bowl. I can't remember when the last time they won a playoff game was. I think they've got one since that 33 years. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's been a long time. So I'm rooting for them because I want to see other people happy. I know that sounds like I'm being sort of a martyr. I'm not. It's just true. The other reason I'm rooting for them is it's good for our city. I heard on the radio that the Bengals' success has brought, and I, I wish I'd have written it down. I'm snapping my fingers right now. Millions of dollars to Cincinnati. And it's brought all this attention to Cincinnati. And civic pride is just is just swelling on Friday of last week, we were driving across uh, the bridge on I-75, uh, heading north, looked downtown near the stadium, and there were hundreds of people gathering for a pep rally. It was snowing like crazy. I mean, people are excited. It's good. It's just good for our city. And so those are the two reasons I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals. And, and let me throw in a third. I just like their players, and I like their coach. Speaking of their players and coach... <clears throat> Let me clear my throat here. I've learned a few things uh, or gained a few insights from watching their coach and observing what's happened with their quarterback that I just want to share with you that I think intersect with, with real life and not just football. Let's take the coach, Zach Taylor, for example. Zach Taylor, he's in his third season. His first two years were just abysmal. Uh, there was talk about firing him. He won six games. He lost like 28 and had a tie in there. He just he couldn't buy a break. And um, he came in talking about culture and said, we want to build a culture here. And there were some local radio hosts who kind of pilloried him for that and just said, you know, we're tired of hearing about culture. How about winning a football game? Totally get that. I mean, that is the object after all. But what, what Taylor was doing was building a, a football team with a strong foundation and a strong culture of, of good men who were hardworking, who played together as a team. And he knew that if he had a strong culture, then that team could withstand pressure, defeat, failure, outside influences and forces. I and mean, he knew that culture was the key. In fact, to his credit, I mean, he's a young guy. He had some veterans on that team who were, I mean, almost Hall of Fame level players who didn't buy into his culture. And Zach said, goodbye. Have a nice career. Maybe you'll be happier elsewhere. He just stuck with the notion that that's what he was going to build. And I try to translate that or transfer that to my life. And maybe you can to yours as well. Um, as a leader, I think about building culture in the organization that I lead a culture that, that uh, promotes um, goodwill and um, faithfulness and the, the fruit of God's Holy Spirit so that, you know, when people walk in that building, they say, man, there's just something there. And even folks who don't walk into the building but who worship with that church online just say there just seems to be some kind of something different there that uh, I'm drawn to. And I think it's because by the power of the Holy Spirit, we've just built this culture as a church. And of course, you and I, we build culture in our families. You know, how many of us um, know of families where one 
one of the parents has a very short fuse. Let's just use this as, as an example. And because that parent has a really short fuse, everyone, everyone else in the family tiptoes around. And the culture is one of anxiety and fear and criticism. And what happens is you got a lot of unhappy people in that house. Uh, the same can be true for a neighborhood or for a church or for an organization. Think about culture. And, and what type of culture are you building or are you contributing to um, in the places that you call home or the places you call my employer or my neighborhood? Uh, so that's one of the things I, I've observed about Zach. Another thing that I really like about him is he is stuck to his guns. He brought in a system. He had a plan. He knew it wasn't going to be a quick turnaround. There were no shortcuts. There were no quick fixes. And even though there was a, a steady drumbeat among some to get rid of the guy, he stuck with his plan. And so what we see on the field is the result of a plan that he installed three years ago. And so we shouldn't be surprised. They're not doing anything that he wouldn't expect them to do. In fact, if you hear Zach Taylor interviewed and, you know, everyone's excited, they've won a big game, he's pretty even keeled and basically says, you know, this is kind of what we expect. You know, this is what we're here to do. And uh, I, I love the fact that he is really stuck with what he believes in. And again, yeah, let's, let's just kind of make that transition of thinking about our lives. You know, it's so easy to be kind of tossed about by the, the wind and the waves of popular culture. And I remember I was in a meeting one day and um, it was a meeting of a bunch of pastors. Good Lord help me. And um, I was sitting there and one of the pastors was wearing some kind of bizarre garb. I don't know what it was. And this is a guy that was probably close to 70. And um, I was sitting with someone who was a, a seasoned citizen, maybe in his 80s. And um, he, he looked at that guy and said, he doesn't know who he is. You know, one week he's got on a Brooks Brothers suit. And one week he's wearing some kind of African attire. And another week he looks like he's in India. He's, he's searching for an identity. Uh, what I love about Zach Taylor and what they've done with the Bengals is they established an identity. And they've gone with it. God has given you and me an identity. I mean, he said, this is who you are. This is why you're here. Um, this is who I am to be in your life. Now, now go for it. And I don't know. I just think that's really cool that, that Zach has done that. And I appreciate him teaching me that. The other guy is Joe Burrow. My parents love him. I think my mom has a crush on him. Joe, I think a lot of people do. I hope my wife doesn't. She might. They call him Joe Cool. And if you saw what he wore, did you see what he wore to the uh, football stadium in Kansas City? His outfit when he got off of the charter? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. I know that uh, I couldn't have pulled it off even when I thought I was cool. But man, he pulled it off. The guy is just such a cool guy, such an amazing competitor. Um, he has a real heart for his hometown of Athens, Ohio. And what I've learned about life and leadership from watching Joe is the power of one. I mean, think about it. He is one little guy. I mean, he's not that little. He's one little guy in this great big city. 
in that large organization with that long history, and in less than two years, he has transformed not only the team he plays on, but the fan base, and he has really just captured the city. One guy. Isn't it amazing what one person can do? I mean, so often, at least I, I think, you know, I'm just one guy, just one little guy here, not much I can do. Uh, but the truth is we can do an amazing amount by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And so think about the impact that you and I can have. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying about Zach Taylor and culture. Think about the impact you and I can have in our family. Just, just one person with the, with the faithfulness and the right attitude. And, and the impact we can have in our community or our neighborhood or our school or our church, that kind of, that's kind of my, my litany that I go through. It, I just, I am um, I'm buoyed by Joe Burrow and just seeing what he has done in the city and realizing that one person can literally change a culture and change a system. And certainly that's what we've seen with Joey B. Mr. Cool, golly, you've got to go look that up. Some big old chain around his neck and cool shades, and he was sporting it. So much more we could talk about, and we will have one more well before the Super Bowl, and then I'll talk about it after the Super Bowl as well. Thank you to those of you who are not sports fans for sticking with me for these 14 minutes. Uh, Thank you to those of you who are huge Bengals fans who are allowing me just to be a little tiny part of, of your fun. You take good care. Super Bowl, February 13th, but before then, I'll see you again.